Let's go Matthew 16. That's I came to church now. The pastor is in church now. Matthew 16, verse 18 to 19. Let's go together one more time. And I say unto thee, thou art Peter. And upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt lose on the earth shall be loosed in heaven. Okay, go to Philippians chapter 2 verse 9 to 11 as a companion text to unlock the key for this Sunday morning. Philippians chapter 2 verse 9 to 11. Popular scripture. Philippians chapter 2 verse 9 to 11. Are you there? Alright, everybody, let's go. Wherefore God, I can't, uh, hello, want to go. Wherefore God also had highly exalted him and given him a name, I can't hear you, which is above every other name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord over the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah. There is a name higher than every other name. That's right. And that name is Jesus. He says, I give you the key. And the key that I give to you is the name, my name, to unlock every gate that is in front of you. Bow your heads, let us pray. Mighty Father, I thank you for today. I thank you because there is no time we gather, you don't come with a word of exhortation, edification, inspiration, a word of lifting, a word of encouragement. And so today we come to receive once again uh, the key that you have given to us so that if there's for any reason any gate stands in uh, front of us, uh, the key which you have given to us will be used to unlock those gates to go into our next level and our victory and so father you've given us the first key thanksgiving second key the blood covenant and today you want to give us once again the key that is in your name and so i'm excited because at the mention of your name it throws the devil into confusion at the mention of your name diseases disappear at the mention of your name mountains melt come and do what only you can do in this service this Sunday morning in the name of Jesus. Let every other name become silent that your name be exalted and be lifted in this place in the name of Jesus we have prayed. Somebody say Jesus. Somebody say there's something about the name of Jesus. Somebody say there's something about the name of Jesus. Look your neighbor in the eye and tell him do you have the name key? Do you have the key that is called the name of Jesus? Say have you been using the key called the name of Jesus? And you may be seated in the house of the Lord this Sunday morning. Hallelujah. Well, you're going to help me preach like we've been doing it in a couple of weeks. Help me preach at some point. I'm going to ask that you join me and join the preacher to preach this sermon this Sunday morning. Is anybody going to preach with me this Sunday morning? Can I see your hands up? You're not going to let me be here all by myself. But you're going to join me to preach and to deliver God's word this Sunday morning. Hallelujah. Well, let me start by saying, what is in a name? What is in a name? A name is very important, but what is so special in a name? A name. Well, I want to start by just declaring three things that I think is particularly special in any name. 
Uh, out of the seven point something billion people on the earth, uh, we all have names. Everybody has a name. You have a name. I have a name. She has a name. They have a name. All around us, everybody here has a name because names perform at least three simple things in the life of people. The first thing that a name is for, a name is for identification. That's for identity. For identity and for identification. So that out of the seven point something billion people on the earth, for us to differentiate and identify one person from the other, then that person's got to have a name. So that your name can be A or B or C. The whole idea is that the primary function of names is to serve as a tool or as a means of identification. So it doesn't matter how funny your name is. It doesn't matter how fancy your name is. It doesn't matter how uh, strong your name is. It doesn't matter how simple it is. It doesn't matter how rare or how common. At least it serves a particular function. And uh, that function is uh, identity. Somebody say identity. And I have heard some very interesting names even lately. You know, I have somebody who is in my estate, in the supermarket in the estate, whose name is Rapture. So I've heard some very interesting names. Have you heard any interesting names lately? Somebody said, well, you could name your child Rapture. But well, well, it serves a function in there that I know there's only one Rapture around so I can identify Rapture when I see Rapture. A few days ago, I heard of somebody else's name who's called Restoration. So we call her Restore. We call her restore, restoration. So the so names are, are, are there to identify you in the very simplest sense. But names are not just for identification. Names are also for prophecy. That's right. Names are also for prophecy because a name ought to be a prophetic instrument over your life. Names contain the description of what God or what God has called you to do or what you will be in life. You see, whether you like it or not, your name is defining, is describing, and it is determining the things happening around you because your name is a powerful tool of prophecy over your life. In the ancient times, they believed that the sum total of the prophecy over a person was locked up in the name of that person. And so that's why so many examples in the scriptures, when God wanted to do something with somebody different, sometimes he will get the person and he will turn the person's name around to reflect where he was taken or he is taking him to. Case in point, Abraham. His name didn't start as Abraham. His name started as Abraham, meaning exalted father. But when God was going to make him a father of many nations, God changed his name from Abraham, exalted father, to the father of many nations. When he was called Abraham, father of many nations, he did not have a child. But you see, God called him Abraham because it was descriptive of where he was taking him to. Even his wife, in also Genesis chapter 17, her name started off as Sarai with an I, but which means princess. But when God was going to make her the mother of nations, God moved it from Sarai with an I with to Sarah with a H calling her the mother of many nations there's so many examples I don't have time to talk about so your name is very 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 important because it's describing where God is taking you to that is the most important thing you're going to hear your name your name your name oh another important case is first Chronicles chapter 4 verse 9 and 10 where there was a man called Jabez Jabez the Bible says was more honorable than his brothers but 
Elijah, his mother called him Jabez, meaning sorrow because she bore him in sorrow. So this guy was a good guy. This guy was hardworking. But every time he went, his life was overtaken by sorrow because his mother said, because I bore you in sorrow, I'm going to call you sorrow. So everybody he went to, they said sorrow. So as they called him sorrow, his mind was overtaken by the pain and the sorrow of his life. So one day he cried out to God. He said, God, that you will hear my prayer today and enlarge me and bless me and then turn my name around and give me a brighter tomorrow and the Bible says God had him so if for any reason the name that you've been called is not descriptive of where God is taking you to I want to give you the permission to go ahead and change the name as you hear from the Holy Ghost what God is saying concerning your destiny now let me ask you to ask your neighbor say neighbor 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 what is your name what is your name what is the meaning of your name what is this speaking concerning your life what is it saying concerning your life because it's extremely important what it says about your life let's even go to Jesus himself the Bible says that Jesus before he was born God gave the name to the father and the mother what you will call him because and he said call the son Jesus meaning Jehovah is salvation because in the name contained the description of what Jesus was going to do on the earth let's even take it back a little bit more to, to, to John the Baptist before John the Baptist was born the Holy Ghost said to the father to the mother especially and said you will call his name John so that after he was born guess what they gathered around and they said they wanted to call him Zachariah go and read your Bible Luke chapter 1 they were going to call him Zacharias because his father was Zacharias but then the mother said no I know that you want to call him Zacharias according to how his parents name but you see God has a plan for this boy and God says his name shall be John and they questioned among themselves they said why should his name be John there is no John here why are we calling him John but the name stood because the Holy Ghost and God said call him John so look at your neighbor one more time and ask your neighbor for me say what is your name what does your name mean I know that your name what does your name mean make sure you have a meaning for your name and make sure your name is speaking something great about your life because it's commanding and it's controlling and determining your life but but that's not what I want to talk about today because names even though they are for identity and they are for prophecy names also command authority somebody say authority names command authority what do I mean by that for example, uh, 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 a man or any name is going to command a level of authority based on the sphere that he finds himself. For example, in this local church, by the grace of God, I am the under-shepherd here. So wherever you call my name, my name in this local church is going to command some kind of authority. And I've heard some people abuse it. And they go and say, Pastor said we should do this. They call my name when they ought not to call the name to get away with something. Have you notice that when you say pastor said we should do something the person you're speaking to always responds because it commands a level of authority because it is contained in this sphere of dominion so in your homes as well your name if you're the father of the house when they say daddy said we should do that or I come in the name of daddy do that it commands some kind of, of, of authority in that place am I correct what it does is that if you drop the name the name serves as a key to unlock whatever 
thing you want to unlock in that place. That's what the name does. The name in your home unlocks the keys. If it's your company, for example, you're the MD CEO. Somebody can use your name and say, the MD said we should do this. What happens is that it unlocks because your name carries the authority and the authority in your name, in your sphere of influence, is a key that will unlock every door as long as it's in your domain. For example, the president of Nigeria, if I come and say, I'm coming in the name of B-A-T, Jagaban, and I go to the ministry and he gives me his card and I say, Jabagans, Jagaban sent me. He's going to unlock a few things for me in that ministry. But if I take the name and go to the U.S., they're going to wonder, what are you saying? Because that name has no authority here. So names carry authority and the authority serves as a key to unlock the gates wherever you find them. So names, therefore, are conveyors of authority. Now, I don't know what kind of doors your name can open. I don't know what kind of doors your name can open. Maybe can only open one small thing in your house or open one situation but I know a name and today I want to recommend a name the name that can open every door the name that can open every gate and that name is a key you know why the name is a key anywhere that name can open doors in Nigeria and it can open open doors in the US it can open doors in the UK and even in China it can open doors in the heavens it can open doors here on earth it can open gates in hell why because the Bible says in our text ah, and wherefore God has given him a name that is greater and higher than every other name that at the name of Jesus everything in the heaven so his dominion reaches the heaven everything on earth so his dominion has sway here everything under the earth will respond to that name so that name is a key in your hands so don't just use the name perfunctuary as we use it but understand that anytime you call the name of Jesus, the heavens will hear you. That means when you say Jesus, all the angels in heaven bow. When you say Jesus, the 24 elders, they bow. When you say Jesus, everything in heaven bows. When you say Jesus, everything on the earth bows. And guess what? When you say Jesus, all the demons in hell, they will bow as well. Because the name of Jesus is that key and he has the authority. He commands authority to unlock every door. Ask your neighbor very politely. Tell him, have you used that name lately? Have you used it to unlock things in heaven? Have you used it to unlock things on the earth? The name has power to unlock every door. The name has power. It has power. He has power. And when he when I mean he has power, what I mean is that he has two kinds of power. There is one kind of power called innate power. He has the power and has capacity on itself. And another kind of power called delegated power. The name of Jesus has innate, innate, innate power like a dynamic. Dynamic is called a dunamis. He has power on the inside. On the inside. You know, I had a testimony a few years ago that that testimony is still blowing my mind. I had a testimony about some guys that were traveling on a bus some a long time ago. I had this testimony about 10 years ago. Somebody say, Pastor, can you share the testimony with me? Say, Pastor, can I hear the testimony? I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I told you you're going to preach with me. I can't hear you. What did he say? 
So I had this testimony a few, a few years ago about some guys who were traveling on a bus. And before they took off on the journey, uh, they prayed a prayer. Some guy who was a self-professed uh, evangelist decided to pray. Have you ever traveled by road? Some guys who are the most spiritual in the bus decide they will pray for the journey. So they did that and they prayed. And then as they took off on the journey, uh, they were moving and moving and moving. Then it got to a point where the driver lost control of the bus and the bus was about to run into a ditch and he was con co confused. He was trying to get control of the bus and as they saw that an accident was about to happen from nowhere, everybody started to scream. Some were shouting, some were crying, they were calling all sorts of things but out of nowhere they heard the name of Jesus. Somebody shouted Jesus, Jesus and Jesus for the third time. Then the man got control of himself and brought the car to the halt. Now that is not the testimony. The testimony is, is that when everything became quiet, they all looked back at where that Jesus came from. Guess what? It did not come from the evangelist who just prayed before they took off on the journey. It did not come from the sister who tied her hair and wasn't wearing earrings. It did not come from the brother who was wearing a cool tie and looking rosy and dandy. It came from a lady at the back of the bus that had something that looked like a hijab so the lady was there she was obviously a daughter of the bond woman but for some reason at that point she couldn't call on Muhammad because Muhammad would not save her at that point she couldn't call on Hare Krishna because Hare Krishna could not save her but at that point she called on the name of Jesus I don't know why she did it but she called on the name of Jesus and the Bible says oh whosoever whosoever shall call the name of Jesus did you get that whosoever what it means is that it doesn't matter if you're white or black whosoever means anybody it doesn't mean if you're a Christian or a Muslim as a matter of fact whosoever means whosoever it doesn't mean if you're Jew or you are Gentile if you can just call on the name of Jesus in the time of need you shall be saved why because the name has inherent power by itself it has power it has power so just drop it just drop it like it's hot in the midst of the situation drop it like it's hot in the midst of your trials or your tribulations just declare Jesus can somebody say Jesus say Jesus so that name has dunamis which means inherent power it's powerful it also has exousia which is delegated power that one depends on the authority of the sender so that means that if a bond woman can get results with the name Jesus you too ought to get two times the results because it has power in itself and then you are a believer and you come on the authority to send it on an assignment so never be shy to use the name of Jesus is a key in your hand the name of Jesus is not just powerful is particularly very exciting because the name of Jesus is stainless somebody says stainless names are powerful but the truth is when you look through scripture and all of history you will find other names in there that have done great things have some kind of sin or stain attached to it 
and look if you've watched Discovery Channel as much as I have they have done everything to try to put a stain on the name of Jesus but somehow it never worked somebody some some lied that Jesus was married it never stuck some lied that Jesus was gay it never stuck some lied that Jesus did that but it never stuck for the Bible said in him there was no sin in him there was no sin in him there was no stain and that's why the name will always work because nothing can limit the working of that name oh all the great names you know have some kind of stain as mighty as they are when you call the name you think of something that is sinful or stainful in the name let me give you an example when I say the name Tiger Woods what do you think about golf but you think of something else adultery so as mighty as he is there's a little comma by the side when I even think of say the name Nelson Mandela great name what do you think of broken home he did everything for how many years in prison when he came out he divorced the wife that stopped by him all through am I making sense this Sunday morning and then let's go through the Bible when I say Abraham the father of it what do you think of lied of all he's the father of it but that lie is still there when I say David what do you think of oh come on somebody preach with me player man, player, devote, devote the player devote the sweet guy the Bible says that even when he was dead, Greek and in his old age to see if devote was still alive they brought a woman to him they brought a bishop and after he could not touch a bishop they said ah the king is dead <laughs> did you get that? you get it next week so when Devo could not do anything to a picture they say ah the king is finally dead for Devo not, oh, not our David that David in the Bible when I think of King Solomon wisest man what do you think of women womanizer lover boy Devo so all through the scriptures you see that there is a stain attached to all the patriarchs as famous as they are but there is a name that no stain is able to be attached to they've tried but there's no stain there was no sin found in him there was no life found in him Jesus was God all by himself and the name remains eternal in the name of Jesus there is something about that name I wish I had time to continue to describe there's something about the name I can't explain it there's something about the name and I can't articulate it there's something about the name it don't make no sense to me but I want you to do something with me this Sunday morning I'm going to try to describe the name of Jesus using the letters of the alphabet and that's where you come are you gonna preach with me this Sunday morning is anybody gonna preach with me this Sunday morning is anybody gonna preach with the pastor this Sunday morning I can't hear you. Are you going to preach with me this Sunday morning? Well, if you're going to preach with me, I want to describe the names of Jesus. Can I get an A from the house? I didn't hear you. What did you say? Well, the name A, he's the Alpha and the Ancient of Days. He was there before the beginning began and he was there, created all things. One writer says, this is the God who was before the beginning. That's why he's called the Ancient of Days. That means he can do beginnings. God knows, Jesus knows how to start beginnings. The name can start a new beginning for you. He is the Alpha and the Ancient of Days. Can I get a B from somebody? 
Oh, come on, I can hear you. Can I get a B from somebody? He B, he's the bread of life, the bread that came down from heaven. John chapter 6, Jesus said, your fathers ate manna that came from heaven in the desert. But if you can eat, and they died. But if you eat me, I am the bread that has come down from heaven. If you eat me, you will never die. So if you eat Jesus and you eat the name and you swallow the name, he has life on the inside. Is anybody preaching with me this Sunday morning? Can I get a C? Oh, I can hear you. Can I get a C? Anybody out there give me a C? Oh, the letter C talks about the Christos. Here, the Christos, the anointed one. You get something. There was nobody who anointed Jesus. No prophet anointed him. Oh, in this day and age, if you want to be called into ministry, somebody has got to anoint you. But no pastor anointed Jesus. No prophet anointed Jesus. No priest anointed Jesus. But the day he was baptized, the Bible says the heavens opened and the Holy Ghost came down upon Jesus as gentle as a dove and that was his anointing. John later says that Jesus had the anointing without measure. That's the Jesus I'm talking about. So anytime you use the name of Jesus, you are using the anointing that is locked up in the crystals. Can I get a D somebody? Hey, say pastor, give me a D. Oh, come on, give me a D. D means deliverer. Oh, Ephesians. The Bible says he has delivered us from the kingdom of darkness and he has leaded us to the kingdom of light that is his death son. They have no reason for you to be tormented by devils because the name has the capacity to deliver. Can somebody shout a loud amen? Oh Lord, I feel something pushing me on the inside. Hey, can I get an E somebody? Can somebody out there give me an E? On the back, can you give me an E? E means that he is everlasting and he is eternal. Everlasting means there is a beginning but there is no end. But eternal means there is no beginning and there is no end so Jesus was here before the beginning and when the end ends Jesus will still be at the end because he is everlasting and he is eternal somebody shout aloud amen can I get an F from somebody in there oh you're not preaching with me this Sunday morning can I get an F he's the friend that sticks closer than a brother they might desert you they might forget you but Jesus will never forget you the Bible says in Hebrews he will never forsake you he will never forget you he's always gonna be by your side then Matthew says Jesus speaking said I will be with you all so he's your friend so your friend can abandon you. Your wife can say she don't want to be with you no more. Your husband can run off with another woman. But Jesus will always be by your side. Because he's the friend that sticks closer than a brother. Can I get a G from the back? I can hear you. I said, can I get a G? The G means he's the giver of life. Hey, out of his belly, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters. And not just that. G also means he is the goat. He's the goat. He's the greatest of all time because he tore time into two. Everything that happened before Jesus, we call BC. Everything that happened after Jesus, we call AD because he's the greatest of all times. Somebody shout Jesus! Somebody shout Jesus! 
Can I have a H? Can somebody give me a H? He's my helper in the time of need. He's the help from ages past. He's the hope of Israel. He's going to help you when you want it. Can somebody give me an I? Can somebody give me an I? He's the incarnate word. 100% God and 100% man. He's God enough to intercede for you. He's man enough to feel the pain that you're going through. That's why he's the incarnate. Is it all right for us to take a 60 seconds break and just praise the name of Jesus? Get up on your feet. 60 seconds. Lose your mind. 60 seconds. Holler the name of Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. 60 seconds. Come on, somebody. Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. What's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Who's your healer? Who's the alpha? Who's the bread? Who's the Christos? Who's the deliverer? Who's the eternal? Who's the greater of all time? Who's the giver of life? Somebody say Jesus! Now sit down, let's continue. Where did I stop? Where did I stop? Hey, where did I stop? I, right, I stopped at I. Is there anybody at the back who's going to give me a J? Oh, come on, give me a J. He's the joy of the whole world. Hey, where he comes, there is joy. Oh, Acts chapter 8. Uh, Philip went to Samaria and after he talked about Jesus, the Bible says there was great joy in the city because he mentioned the name of Jesus. Anybody going through pain here? Anybody going through anxiety here? What you need is the joy of the Lord. What you need is Jesus. For Jesus is going to give you joy. Can I get a K from somebody? Is that the next alphabet? Is that the next alphabet? Is it okay? Is it okay? He's the king of kings. He's the king of kings. He's the governor of all governors. He's the lord of love. Hey, hallelujah. Oh, tell that situation, have you met the king of kings? Have you met the king of kings? Anything that stands upon your life. So have you met the king of kings? Ah, can I get, what's the next letter now? What's the next letter now? I can't hear you. Well, he's the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's the lamb of glory. And he's the Lord of lords. That's my Jesus. Hey, present the lion to him. What's the next letter now? We don't have time. What, what did you say? M, he's the mountain mover. He said, if you can say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea in my name, that mountain will be moved because he's your mountain mover. What's the next letter now? N, and he's the noble one of Israel. He's the one that they celebrate all over Israel. What's the next letter now? Oh, I love, oh, oh, he is the omnipotent. He is the omniscient. He's the omnipresent. And he's the omnibenevolent. That means he's all-powerful. He's all-knowing. He's all-present. And he's all-loving. Are you sure you love the name of Jesus? Something pushing me on the inside. I love my only God. Present that problem to your God. Somebody say, shout all. What's the next letter now? He is the Prince of Peace. Oh, 
Oh, the Prince of Peace. The peace that passes all understanding. When you call the name of Jesus, it brings peace. Can I get a cue? Oh, can I get a cue from somebody? Cue is the quickener of the dead. Oh, yes. John, he went to, John 11, he went to Lazarus, who was dead for four days. And he said, Lazarus, at the name of Lazarus, he quickened the dead. That dead Lazarus that was rotten got up from the grave. Can I introduce you to a name that can quicken everything? Anything dead in your life, anything dead in your marriage, everything dead in your relationship, introduce the quickener. Somebody say, quicken me, oh Lord. What's the next letter? Ah, he's the restorer of the breach. He's the river of life. He's the repairer of everything that's broken in your life. What's the next letter, please? Yes, he's sinless. He's stainless. But above all, he's the serpent that was raised on the pole. John chapter 3. When you look at the serpent, you were healed. It did not matter what you did. It did not matter what you said. All you had to do is look at the serpent and you were healed. That's my S. What's the next letter now? See, he's timeless. He's the truth and the life. Anybody looking for truth? The truth is Jesus. He is timeless. Like I said before, he's eternal before time and outside of time. Jesus stays outside of time. So time cannot hold him down. That's why he is here before. He's the God of yesterday, today, and forevermore. What's the next letter now? You, he's the unifier. He said in his body, all oh, the middle wall of partition, dividing the Jews from the Gentiles was broken. So that in Jesus, he unifies Jews and Gentiles. He unifies men and women. He unifies boys and girls. He unifies both servants and masters because he is the unifier. What's the next letter now? Oh, come on, you know, what's the next letter? V, he's our very present help in the time of need. What's the next letter now? W is my way maker. Anybody need a way maker? He made a way out of nowhere. So the children of Israel, they came before the Red Sea and they were wondering how to get across the Red Sea. It was water. They needed a way. So they called on the name of Jesus. And as they called on Jesus, he made a way on dry land out of the waters. He's making a way for you. He's making a way for your family. Call on the name. He's making a way. He's making a way for y'all. What's the next letter now? I can't hear you. X is the extra on my ordinary. He's the extra on your ordinary. You and I, we are ordinary. But when we call on the name, he becomes the extra. What's the next one now? Why? He's my yoke breaker. Anybody carrying a yoke right now? He's the yoke breaker over your shoulders. He's going to set you free. Can I get the last letter? Z. He's the zeal of the Lord. Anybody here, get up on your feet and begin to call on the name of Jesus. Somebody call his name. Call his name. He's the A to the Z. He's the key. The name is the key. The name is the key. The name is the key. Present the key to that problem. Hey, Lord. You know, sometimes we use the name at the end of our prayers and we don't really know what we're saying. What you're saying is, I'm unlocking everything that the name contains. 
So when I say in the name of Jesus after a prayer, what I'm saying is that Jesus has given me the authority to use his name to unlock everything that his name contains. His name is a key. Don't just use it anyhow anymore. Understand that when you... Jesus said, if you ask anything of the Father in my name, he's bound to do it for you because my name is a key. It's a key. It's a key. It's not just a fancy thing. It's a key. It works for everybody. So as you come in thanksgiving to unlock, as I was preparing, God said, every Christian has to have a bunch of keys. Not one key. A bunch of keys. One key is thanksgiving. Another key is the blood. Another key is the name. Carry the name with you. Your name might not mean much, but you have a name that means everything. Your name might carry no weight, but you have a name that means everything. There are some guys who love to drop names. Have you met those kind of people? They know everybody. Jesus expects you will use his name and drop it when it's hot. When something looks like he ain't working, drop the name. And the name is going to make a way for you. For the last time, I want you to call out the name of Jesus. Oh, come on, somebody say Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. Declare Jesus. Declare Jesus. Look at your neighbor by your side. I say, neighbor, I want to give you a key this Sunday morning. I want to give you a key this Sunday morning. I give you the name of Jesus. Say, take the name of Jesus. Hand your neighbor a key. Hold the person's hand and say, take this key. The key is the name of Jesus. When you go home, try it on that situation. Try it on that situation. Try the key on that door. I see it open up. One more time, somebody.